Hello everyone, welcome back. Well, here we are, going through another week by the grace of God. I hope things are going well for you. If by any chance things are not going well, always remember that God wants to be your refuge in a time of need. But you need to look for Him, get close to Him, and rely on Him. It may not get resolved right away, whatever it is you're going through. But if you put your faith on Him and try to follow Him closely, it's all going to be okay, no matter what the situation is. As part of today's prayer time, it would be a good moment to thank God that what could have been a great tragedy turned out to be a miracle story. I'm talking about the Aeromexico flight that crashed very recently. Despite the accident, not one life was lost. Was it a miracle? If you heard the video film by one of the passengers during the incident, you can hear the voice of one man in the background calling on the name of Jesus in both English and Spanish. We have to believe that there is definitely power in the name of Jesus. So I would urge you to give thanks, but also to pray that God help you grow to have more conviction in His truth, in His power, to ultimately be even more convinced that He is who He says He is. Like that man in the flight, we need to have a strong conviction in the name of Jesus. Because without conviction, which is synonymous with faith, there is no perseverance. And the only way anyone can attain what God has for them is by persevering in Jesus. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I, I praise you, I worship you, blessed and honored and glory be to your name, O Lord. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for your Son, Jesus Christ. I give you thanks, O Lord, for what he is for us. I give you thanks for his name and that we can call out in his name because there is power in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for your mercy and for your grace. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, uh, first giving you thanks, O oh Lord, that you showed your mercy and your power to these people in that flight. And that, Lord, that you heard your name called out. And that you acted in mercy and in power and in grace, Lord God. Heavenly Father, help us to understand that there is power in you that there is power in the name of Jesus, that there is salvation in the name of Jesus, that great things can happen through the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I pray, O oh Lord, now that you help us to understand your word and that you help us to live your word. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks and I praise you. I pray, O oh Lord, that you speak to us through your Holy Spirit, through your word. Help us to understand clearly, Lord, and to apply it in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As part of today's sharing, we'll be looking at the Church of Philadelphia. We'll be reading from Revelation chapter 3, verse 7 to 13. And it says like this, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it, for you have little strength have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan, who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet, and to know that I have loved you. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world, to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have that no one may take your crown. 
He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem which comes down of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now regarding the name itself, Philadelphia means brotherly love. Philadelphia was founded in 189 BC by King Eumenes of Pergamon. The city was given its name in honor of the love the king had for his brother Attalus. The city was also known as Decapolis because it was considered one of the ten cities of the plain. Philadelphia sits near Cogamus River, about 44 kilometers from Sardis and 77 kilometers from Laodicea. It is located in the Kuzukai Valley near the bottom of Mount Bozdad, in what is now known as the province of Manasa, which is part of modern-day Turkey. The city is now known as Alashashir. The city had many other names, but at this point it was referred to as Little Athens because of the pagan temples and other public buildings which adorned it. And this leads us into talking about its spiritual background, as it was during the time this letter was written to the church in Philadelphia. Similar to the other churches we've been looking at, Philadelphia was overrun with paganism, polytheism, idol worship, and sexual depravity, among other things. And there was a lot of money to be made as well. The city had a lot of wealth. The world was truly a dark place, particularly this place, during that time when the gospel was being spread throughout by those truly brave people that first believed in Jesus. There was literally very little godly fear, or rather, no knowledge of God in the world. The church found itself completely surrounded by an atmosphere that was dominated by pleasure, cruelty, and spiritual darkness. There was very little regard for morality. Now let's dig into the church, or rather the message to the church itself. One of the first things the Lord does is assert to the church who is talking to them, what or who he is, and what he is capable of doing. And this is something that we always need to grow in and have constantly present in our hearts and minds. We need to grow in understanding just who God is and what he is capable of doing, not for the sake of what he can do for us or what we can get out of him, because that is what is usually emphasized, but rather it is just necessary to know him more. Because when you know him more, then you realize that those things you want are not really important. I know that this may not be pleasant to listen to, but we are not the center of the universe. God is the center of the universe. And until we don't understand this truth clearly, we will live superficial and pointless lives, especially as compared to the grand scheme of things. It's like losing sight of the forest because of paying too close attention to a couple of leaves on a bush. The next thing he reveals is that he knows their works. God sees and knows everything. There is nothing that can be hidden from him. The Bible says that he even knows the intentions of our hearts, which are just thoughts in our minds. And based on his observations, he says that he has set an open door for them, an entrance that no one can interfere with. And he does so despite their little strength, because he has seen their faithfulness to his word, and to his name. He further explains to them that those who pretend to be religious, which he refers to as the synagogue of Satan, will come to be humbled before them. God is a major problem with religious hypocrites, which are people who usually try to establish themselves above others, 
pretending to be something they are not for own personal gain and for power. And these sort of people usually try to trample over those that do try to uphold God's truth. Now the Lord makes mention of their perseverance and that their perseverance has earned them His protection, His strengthening during a time where He intends to cause great affliction so that the circumstances themselves assist in weeding out the true followers from others. And here is where we need to make an emphasis on something. God is a conditional God. Although everything is based on His grace and mercy, there is still some sort of response that is required for that grace and mercy that has been bestowed on us. And here is where perseverance comes in, that we need to abide in Him. John chapter 15 says this, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, He prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my fathers glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. One of the main things that Jesus uses to explain how things work is through the analogy of the grapevine. He explains the relationship between God, the Father's function per se, His function, and where we sit in the scheme of things. We are the branches. And in the natural hierarchy, the branch depends on the vine. And if you any, know anything about grapevines, the vine itself is not really touched. The only parts that do need constant maintenance so that a lot of good fruit is produced are the branches where the fruit grows. The better maintained the branches are, the better the production and the quality of the grapes. One of the dynamics of the branches is that if a branch is not doing well, it is only affecting the production of the grapes. So a branch that is not in good shape basically interferes with the other branches. It's ultimately just using space and interfering with others. That's why the branches are cut off. So the only way a person can ever produce much fruit is by abiding in Christ. And we need to make an emphasis on being in Christ. When we are in Christ, it means that we are fully immersing ourselves in Him, that we are fully devoted followers of Jesus. So there is no room for lukewarm and undecisive people. Either you are in Christ or you're not. And being all in in Christ is that you are not just believing in Him, but you are fully aligning your life in Him, faithfully trying to follow what He tells you to do through His Word as best as possible. Doesn't mean you're going to be perfect, but you are pursuing Him. You're trying to get closer and closer to Him as you let Him work in your life. He further warns the church that there is time of trial, a time of difficulty and hardship, and that He is coming quickly for His people. And as we have mentioned in the past, His coming can be in a given moment, when He comes for His universal church, in other words, the rapture, or for when He allows for your life to be taken instantly. Life on this planet is very uncertain. 
But as always, he gives them, and us, the incentive and the reason for why it is necessary to remain in him, to abide, to keep going, no matter what the cost, that the war is worth fighting. When we persevere in our faith in Christ, God has eternal rewards that only he can give. The Bible tells us this in Revelation chapter 21, verse 7, He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. When we overcome by persevering in Christ, by remaining, by overcoming, God promises things that are very hard to imagine, but they're eternal. And finally, and as he ends every message to every church, he urges us to listen to his spirit. And the key to that is to be doers, not just listeners of his word. But how can we do if we only get, if we don't get involved in listening to his word, looking for it daily? So in summary, God is a conditional God, even within the parameters of grace and mercy through Jesus Christ. God saved us with a purpose, and he desires for that purpose to be carried out in our lives as we look to persevere, to abide, and to overcome in Christ. And here's where that passage that many people recite constantly comes into perspective. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let's pray. Lord God, I, I praise you and I worship you, Lord. I give you thanks, O oh Lord, that you want to do great and awesome things in our lives. You want to change us. You want to transform us. You And you give us the goal of promises and rewards and and just things that are just hard to describe and hard to put into words, Lord. But there are these incredible things, Lord God, that wait for us if we just continue moving forward, always moving forward, no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what hardships we may go through, that these hardships do not compare to what you have prepared for those that love you for those that continue persevering in their faith in you, Lord God. I give you thanks, O Lord, because you give us that opportunity. You give us the opportunity to be able to attain and achieve those great things through Jesus Christ, and that we don't have to do these things alone, that we can rely on you, we can rely on your Holy Spirit, we can rely on your word, we can trust and we can know that you are with us every step of the way, Lord. I give you thanks and I praise you because you've given us all the tools, everything that is necessary and even more to be able to overcome and achieve those things and attain those great things that you have for us. Help us, O oh Lord, to always remember, Lord God, and to always keep on moving forward that when we persevere, when we abide in you, when we remain in you, when we are in Christ, Everything, absolutely everything, even the impossible, is possible. I give you thanks and I praise you, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if by any chance you have never received Jesus into your heart, or maybe you have strayed away and not remained faithful, I urge you to make a decision for him today. Please visit our website or write to us so we can further assist. We would love to help you. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. May God bless you.